Hello, there you are, baby. What's going on? Yo, 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 Doug. I don't know if we're having technical difficulties, Wi-Fi, we're recording at a time where we normally don't. I don't know. The universe is out of yeah. control, Jody, out of control. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I broke down and decided, you know what? I bought a bottle of Bailey's to make my Bailey's uh -oh. fudge that I do at Christmas. And I was like, fuck it. I've been so good for weeks on end with the diet and the exercise. And you go, yeah, you lose like a kilo if you're lucky. And then I just said, you know, oh, to hell with it. I'll treat myself and I'll have a Bailey's on ice while we record our podcast. And um, yeah, watch me not sleep or, or <laughs> I'll wake up tomorrow five pounds lighter because that's what I think dieting and stuff makes no sense. You kill yourself, you do everything right. The scale doesn't budge. If you go and eat some rubbish, suddenly you're down weight the next day. I swear to God, I don't understand how it works at all. But anyway, I said, fuck it, I'm gonna have a Bailey's. What are you up to, my dear? Well, if I'm anything with the weight thing, like, you know, I, I would nearly wonder is, is, you know, if you specifically kind of diet, does your body go, hang on a minute, what is this silly cow doing? Right, let's store fat, 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 fat. Well, yes, it does actually do that to a degree, but you actually have to be like crash dieting. I mean, you sit there and you go, no, hang on, I'm just eating more spinach and exercising more. I should be fit as fuck. But no, you know what it is, Jody. I know what my body needs. I don't always give it what it needs. And I know that for me personally, it's watching sugar with my glass of Bailey's. It's, <laughs> it's watching sugar, it's watching alcohol, and it is working out its weightlifting. My body responds quickly, even at this age, at my advanced age, um, my body responds to, and always has done to, to anything weightlifting and with muscles. So why am I sitting there spinning my wheels, trying to do shit that I know doesn't work. And then I get frustrated and then, you know, I, oh, look, I'm just a silly cow. We're not talking about this tonight, but <laughs> when I'm having fun, I'm partying, I'm having a Bailey's. It's the start of the Christmas season. It is, what is it? It's, what is it? Thursday, December 16th. It is indeed. And just to come back to the Baileys. Now we say Baileys. Is it the actual Baileys or is it like one of the knockoffs? Do you know what? I sprung for the actual Baileys because a big bottle was on sale in uh, Dunn's for 10 quid. And I went, Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> so now to do my Baileys fudge, I mean, I'd happily use any of the knockoffs. I mean, I, it's Irish cream liqueur is Irish cream liqueur. It's all basically the same actually, shit. Now, the yeah. only thing is actually, I don't know if you're aware of this, but... I have mm. always bought the knockoffs, but then it was a good few years ago now, and I realized that a couple of them are made on wine and not whiskey. So you oh, have my word. Yes. So you need to read the label because in I won't name the store, but in one of the stores, no. they have two knockoffs, right, in it. And one yeah. is made on uh, different wines. And no whiskey in it. And the other one is made on whiskey. And I copped that a few years back because I bought the one on wine. I thought that tastes different. And then That's I weird. Yeah. And then I copped the 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 wine. <laughs> yeah. So but, you know, it's something I remember my dad about 20, not even 20 years ago, maybe about 15 years ago. It was before I emigrated to Ireland. He started making at home his own from scratch. Irish cream liqueur and I used to go like oh. why dad why would you bother because you can just buy a bottle of Bailey's in the shops but I think he just got a kick out of doing it and I remember the recipe it was like it was like vodka cocoa um 
coffee like, like and 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 a bunch of sugar and i swear to god it was vodka and not whiskey but but look i'm sure at, at its core it's it's spirits and sweetener basically you're just basically making a really sweet sugary coffee drink and throwing in some booze and then we call it bailey's and we go oh yeah it's irish cream liqueur and then we just throw it into our coffee generally by the 23rd by the 23rd of december i'm i'm hitting the as i'm wrapping gifts on my son's birthday i'm usually i'm like mm, i think i need a bailey's in my coffee which is completely that's disgraceful having booze at like 11 in the morning but you kind of go it's two days a year. It's two days a year. <laughs> We're on holiday, technically. Well, years ago, actually, I mean, I, I did always actually start Christmas Day with the Baileys and usually was oh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So, I mean, I actually haven't done that in a good few years, but this year might be a new year. <laughs> well, you know what? Since we can't drink and it keeps us up, we yeah. may as well. We may as well drink in the day because we'll be well, up anyway. <laughs> hopefully then by the night, if we stop after dinner, hopefully yeah. then we'll crash. But well, no, it would be very un-Irish of you not to have uh, Irish cream liqueur at some stage over Christmas in your coffee. Mind you, Bailey's was concocted by two uh, English fellas. I'm almost certain in the 70s in London. They oh, were wow. trying to come up with, yeah, yeah, it's two English blokes. And for whatever reason, they decided to, to make it Irish. But it's, it's actually not. It's from London, yeah. So it's all it's all a fraud. We're living a lie. I, I believe actually, I've not actually come across it, but I must look because it must be somewhere. But I'm nearly sure that I had heard a couple of years ago that they've made a dairy-free um, Bailey's. Mm. Yeah, mm. Now, I haven't actually seen it, but I have heard that they have. So I, I, I just wonder if it's out. There. Um, if I but- see it, I'll grab it for you. Well, they're making everything free now of something yeah stuff is yeah. gluten free or dairy free or alcohol free they, yeah. they, there's a, a fake guinness now and i yeah. haven't tried it but apparently it tastes bloody fantastic well to be honest now i mean i i like the zero uh um beers i mean the heineken oh yeah. the heineken zero actually tastes yeah. better than actual heineken Yes, it actually does. And I, same as actually Aldi do their own version or whatever it is. I don't know where they buy it from, but it's fabulous. And I actually prefer it to a real beer. Uh, so Yeah, like- that's the funny thing is like Sean and I all sit there drinking Heineken Zeros, not getting drunk, but going, my God, these are tasty, aren't they? <laughs> it's probably, you know what it is that they probably put in the non-alcoholic stuff to make it taste so lovely? Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked either way, whether I drink the real stuff or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but look it's christmas it's christmas we'll treat ourselves we'll be well, naughty for a few days or a fortnight and then we'll get back on it in the new year then we'll start to act like proper adults again uh let me ask you jody are you looking forward to this christmas love you know it's you know i really really am i've always always loved christmas but i mean i know children generally do and you know, it was the, you know, it was one of those things that my mom always made a really big deal about. I mean, we never had much grow- money growing up. Um, and so it wasn't so much based around, you know, really expensive gifts and things like that. But there was always little traditions that, you know, that like my mom always, you know, decorated the house really nice. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, she used to do this thing like, you know, with the open fire that, you know, the way you'd see the little sparkles at the back of the fire. And she'd yeah. always... They were Santa's little helpers watching us. And we used to be like, ooh, and we used to believe that. And oh, she made it magical. Oh, you know, she did. And she and also we would always do what we called a tree present. And so it would be something really small. 
and we would get to open at Christmas Eve because you know my kids are so excited and they just can't wait so my mom just kind yeah. of put in this sort of tradition that we could open one present um Christmas Eve that was specifically what we nicknamed then a tree and I've traditionally done that with my children as well so for the last 29 years we always have a tree present and uh so you know I grew up loving Christmas and I, I absolutely yeah I love Christmas and then it changed a little bit you know um a few you know sort of back 20 years ago and I then didn't love uh Christmas quite sort of the same and but strangely enough this year it's kind of seems like to have done a complete shift and I've, I'm feeling really excited actually about this Christmas so yes I love Christmas and I cannot wait how about you yeah you know I know a lot well a lot of my friends who've recently lost loved ones or who are fed up with this pandemic shit now two years and I know a lot of people are actually really struggling right now a lot of my friends are not looking forward to Christmas but a lot of them are a lot of because a lot of us are at that point where we're two years in this pandemic bullshit and we've had enough and we're trying to scrape together the, the you know the joy in our lives. I think it's it's different for you and I for lots of reasons, but obviously I'm super excited because I have so much to look forward to with my lovely my lovely fellow. There's you know and his lovely family who have all but adopted myself and my two kids and. You know, there's something really lovely in that. It's uh, getting to break bread and hang out and have fun with new people and make new friends. Well, I've already made the friends, but, you know, strengthen connections. And of course, I get to see you and your whole brood. But it's also as sad as it is having lost my father earlier this year. I, I have to say Christmas for me, it was the same thing. Growing up, Christmas was like the end all be all. And uh, they say Christmas is for kids. And I think if you have kind of our personalities like you know, those of us who refuse to grow up completely, <laughs> we're always going to find, you know, the fun and the crack and the, and the joy and all of it. And the last few Christmases have been very difficult for me ever since I had to put my father into a nursing home. That was, that was yeah. it for me. That was the sparkle gone. Uh, Christmas of 2017, I was still having a great time because my dad was at home with me, even though, you know, he had Alzheimer's and he was struggling and he was deteriorate, deteriorating. It was still fun to have him in the house. We were watching telly. We were drinking Baileys. We were eating shrimp cocktail. We were, you know, doing Santee. And it was it was great crack. It was lots of fun. But when I had to put him in the nursing home in 2018, that's, you know, the last three Christmases have been very difficult. Now, last Christmas, I was talking to a cutie, a cutie boy that I had no idea what was coming, you know. But I think, if I'm honest... A lot of my friends and I last Christmas pandemic, our first real pandemic Christmas, because Christmas of 19 wasn't really affected, you know, and uh, last Christmas was, I think, in a way, almost harder for me personally, because one, I didn't obviously know of all the lovely things that were headed my way. I've been, I've been a strange year. I've had a lot of blessings as well as a lot of shit. Uh, but knowing that my dad was in the nursing home, and then we were under lockdowns and I couldn't get him into him and I couldn't get the kids into him for Christmas. There was nothing more shit than that. Yeah. Now, I don't know, since my father passed, I don't know what the situation is with nursing homes. But I have to say, if there's people now who have loved ones in nursing homes this Christmas and they can't get into them. Oh, with the amount of vaccines and stuff, I just I have to say. I'd absolutely be demoralized. So in a way, you kind of go, it's never a good thing to say, oh, I'm glad my parent isn't here. 
but it was a cruelty. So at least I don't have that hanging over my head. Yeah. You know, at least I can kind of go, well, I can look at the good memories and I know that he's not sitting in a nursing home on his own. Uh, you know, and I can think of, you know, going forward now and my kids are so looking forward to it. They're so excited. Natalie was asking me how long it takes to drive from our house to your house. I got that, <laughs> I got that like three times today. She wanted to know our Christmas schedule and where are we going to be on this day? And where are we going to be? And when are we going to Jody's? And when am I going to see my cousins and blah, blah, blah. So I got the third degree. So we're really excited. We're looking forward to it. I, I've got almost all of my presents wrapped. But I love, I love that you've had a tradition like that going for as long as you have, Jody. I think that's so nice. I don't really have, well, I have traditions, I suppose, that I made for my own kids. But the, the last few years, again, have been hard to stick to. I try to do the whole, like, I don't know who I'm robbing this off of, like the Dutch or the Scandinavians or what, uh, the whole book and pajamas, Christmas PJs and a book on Christmas Eve. But my kids are kind of looking at me like, they wouldn't be great literary. They, they wouldn't be great readers like myself. And so they're kind of like, uh, are you serious? <laughs> but everybody wants that. Um, the, what you call the tree present. I think everybody does the one present on Christmas Eve. You're allowed to open one on Christmas Eve from the yeah. family. Like obviously before Santa gets there. Yeah. Oh, so we yeah. do that. We would do that. And that's about it. That's really, I don't have any many traditions anymore. And I'd like to, I don't know, maybe start some new ones, you know, new chapter and all that. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of said. What that was I going to ask you? Oh, mm -hmm. why? Well, yeah, sorry. Go on. I missed you. I, you... Hello. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> okay. I'm like, <laughs> dropping. No, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Yeah. I was gonna ask you about. Yes. We're on a lag. I was gonna ask you about what is your favorite all-time. Well, I'll give you three. What are your three favorite Christmas movies or films, what? as you Irish people say? Yeah. Okay. So, Home Alone has to be up there. <laughs> like, is it I number think, one? Oh, that is number one. <laughs> I have to say, I love it. And then, <laughs> I mean, I think we watched it to death in this house yeah. over God knows how many years. Um. We had the whole box set for my eldest child at one point. And then, you know, it's not a Christmas movie, but it's just shown at Christmas, which is The Wizard of Oz. I mean, Aww. you've got to watch that at Christmas. I don't know. I still associate that with it being a Christmas movie, even though I know it's not. And then I absolutely love The Grinch. Which one? The one Jim Carrey or the cartoon yeah. or what? Oh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Love it. Oh, okay. I don't, think, I don't know if I ever even saw that one. Do you know that? <laughs> I know, I know, for shame. <laughs> yeah, you make me watch it when I come over. <laughs> yes, I will. It's brilliant. I love it. Is yeah, I do. I have to say, I do love it. Actually, there's just something very kind of funny about it. But how about you? What's your three favorite? Okay, well, you make a good point about the Wizard of Oz. Another one. Okay, these are not Christmas movies, but we have to mention them just because I think a lot of people do sit down with the family. And watch mm. kind of some of these classic films that aren't necessarily Christmas movies, but you kind of go, they play them yeah. a lot, or they would have when I was growing up in the States in the 80s and 90s, they would have played them a lot on the telly at Christmas time. Set yeah. the sound of music. The oh. sound of music. When they showed that film, it was probably maybe twice a year. I mean, when that would come on when I was a little kid, man, it was an event. 
You know, yeah. it was, it was mothers in the grocery store saying, Hey, you know, there's, are you going to watch the Santa music? It's on NBC tonight at seven. Oh, you know, that kind of way. Like it was, <laughs> it was all everybody would talk about at school and we would go home and our mothers and fathers, you know, we were watching it. And back in the VHS days, they were recording it, you know? So I'd have to say the sound of music makes me think of Christmas, even though it's not really a Christmas movie that yeah. and the wizard of Oz. Absolutely. I'd say are, two that you might watch at that time actual christmas christmas movies now this is very hard for me to pare down um because i would have quite a few but my number one christmas movie is actually elf <laughs> oh, wow. okay brilliant that is so good. i love it i love it i love will ferrell and i just think the whole premise is absolutely brilliant yeah and so i love elf um Another one that I love is, uh, oh God, no, don't tell me it's going out of my head. Oh, it's an old, it's an, it's from the 1950s and it wouldn't be like a super well-known one. It's Bing Crosby and somebody else that I can't remember. It's not White Christmas, Holiday Inn. That's oh. it. That's it. It's from like 1954. It's black and white and snow. And I can't tell you from one year to the next what it's about because I'm usually half drunk by the time I watch it. And it's, but it's, it's lovely. It's lovely. definitely, I think people should give the older stuff a chance. I never really got into like Miracle on 34th Street. I was kind of find, found it kind of sad and depressing. So that wouldn't be. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. But, and, and White Christmas, I love, but like top three Christmas movies, I'd have to, oh, see the third one. This is hard now. This is hard. Um, I might have to go with Home Alone as well, just because like I can't go mm. a Christmas without watching it. Yeah. Because there is something so funny about it. It's so ridiculous because especially when yeah. you become a mother, you go, you'd never forget your fucking kid at home. <laughs> that would not happen. It just wouldn't. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it, it is a little bit insane. But it's a little bit more fetched. A little bit. I think those kind of movies are just very upbeat. And I think that's what I love. It's just that kind of real sort of, you know, upbeat, kind of nice and warm and family and liveness and it was it was so lovely. It was so lovely. Yeah. Especially for those of us living in the financial downturns across the globe ever since 2008 to look at that house from 1990 and be like, <laughs> yeah, he really did pay for 17 fucking people to go to Paris, my whole, yeah. you know, like <laughs> those were the days and all the lovely snow and John Candy made an appearance and it was soon before yeah. he passed away. And I loved John Candy. And I also, I loved, um, Catherine O'Hara or is it Catherine O'Hara? Yeah. Who played the, the mum. Yeah. Um, when she, every time she'd walk in at the end and you know, okay, again, it's far-fetched. It would never happen. Any mother worth her salt who's like sober and sane would not have left the airport without her child. Certainly yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but she's done this horrible thing. Like absolutely like could put the kid in therapy for years. Like, <laughs> and, and she walks in and her face just encompasses all that guilt and all that, oh my God, can he ever forgive me? And I'm so glad that you weren't murdered while I was gone, you know? And when he forgives her and the little look on his little face and mm. all that is so sweet. Absolutely. So tender. It's it's hard not to to maybe get a little, little misty-eyed at, uh, at home alone. 
I think. Yeah. Even though I know what's going to happen every time, I still get a bit, you know, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be watching all of these movies now over Christmas. <laughs> back to back to back. <laughs> well, if I go to your house, knowing you and me, we won't fucking watch them. We'll talk throughout the entire film. I know, that's true, because we do seem to do that. I mean, have you yet to even watch my favorite movie, which is Begin Again. I don't think you've still watched that. No, I just, I think, I think Kira Knightley's in it, and I think it's about singing. That's all I've gotten. I don't know. Is that right? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo. What's yeah. that one uh, that the Christmas movie that Kira Knightley's in? I, I, everyone made a big fuss out of it for like the last 15, 20 years, and I only saw it like maybe last year for the first time. Is Love Actually? I'd never seen it. Oh, I haven't watched that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, then I'm, I can't say anything about it then. But I can't say anything about it then because I'll ruin it for you. But definitely, we should sit down and watch that one if we could yeah. shut up for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we should definitely. Okay, let me ask you this, Jody. This is a very important question now. Oh, okay. okay. Families have, oh, yeah, families have fallen out. Marriages have ended. People have very strong emotions around this. Mm. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie, yes or no? Yes, it is. Thank you. Yes, it is. Of course it, it is. is. Yes, it is. It's a Christmas party. It's a Christmas movie. Exactly. <laughs> and it's Why? It happens it's... at a... So great. It's so fantastic, isn't it? Um, I heard a oh. bit of um, Die Hard trivia oh, the yeah. other day. Uh, I heard on the radio. No, I don't know of how accurate. Then I had to go and Google it. Apparently due to some sort of contract that they had from, I don't know, the 60s, Frank Sinatra had been in some film that was mm. based off of a book by the same author of the guy who the book who, you know, was based, Die Hard was based off of. So they had to, the studio that owned it, let's just say it was Fox, I don't know, but I'm just guessing. They had to go to Frank Sinatra first to offer him the role of John McClane, later went to Bruce Willis. And Frank Sinatra was like 73 at the time. He, <laughs> he turned it down, obviously. But can you believe? That's bonkers. Yeah. But yeah, that's totally a Christmas. Isn't that bonkers? Movie. They had to. It's such a Christmas time. It's not a Christmas. They're having a Christmas party. Of course it's a Christmas movie. It happens. It, it happens. takes place at Christmas. It's got the yeah. lovely ending where he's reunited and everything is fine. And I don't understand. Like, I, honestly, I don't think I trust anyone who says that <laughs> Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> actually, I forgot about that movie. That is actually a great movie. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I just love his like really Rambo kind of, you know, stance in that movie. I just thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such oh, old... I've always loved Die Hard. I, well, I loved Alan Rickman as the bad guy. He was always yeah. such a fantastic, loved that actor. And then Bruce Willis is just a likable guy. He's not like yeah. the most fantastic actor in the world, although he can be very funny. He did some roles, you know, in the last few years as he's gotten older, he can be very funny. But I just remember in Die Hard at one point when his character, for some reason, he has no shoes on. I can't remember why. And That's he has true. to run. He has to <laughs> run all over a whole bunch of broken glass. And I remember as a kid just being horrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that, actually. Yeah. But no, great. Well, there's another one to add to the list. Yeah. Die Hard. We have to watch Die Hard out of principle. Definitely. Oh, 100%. I think that should be the Did first. Did somebody say at one point, like, ho, 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 motherfuckers, or something like that? Yeah, it's actually, 
actually, I think so, actually. Yeah, I can't believe there's actually Christmas people Christmas that would, would consider that to be a non-Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie, I, people. I don't know how they could. I don't, I mean, I just think anything released at Christmas time that has Christmas in it, I mean, yeah. there's some shit Christmas movies out, too. You yeah. know, there are some, that, there was one I saw a few years back called The Family Stone. And Sarah oh. Jessica Parker was in it, Diane Keaton, a whole bunch of like big names. It was one of the most depressing movies I've ever watched. And it was set at Christmas and I was like, God, this needs to end. <laughs> Rachel McAdams was in it. And it was just dreadful. I don't even know. I can't even remember what it was about. But it was very, very just dreary and depressing. So well, I certainly think I don't know. we picked really good movies. I think so. Do, do you have favorite Christmas songs? Oh, I do actually, yes. So my number one favorite Christmas song would be Fairy Tale of New York, you know, by the Pogues. I love that one, even though I I believe really I believe they've kind of they I, I'm sure it's piece is a bit PC now with that uh song, isn't it? Now with the Oh yeah, it pisses everybody off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that would be my number one. And then it's okay. beginning to be a bit like Christmas, Dean Martin. I love that. I just yeah. Uh, yeah, lovely. Yeah. And do then you have I, a third? Yeah, I do like the band aid Christmas time. Do they know it's Christmas? I I, I do like that one. Um yeah. you know, I, I think and and you know, and to be honest now, I mean it, it's a tricky one thinking of when I was having to think about those three, you know, well, apart from the first, you know, two, because I do love a lot of the really oldie, like I have um on C D. Uh, or a few CDs, uh, mm. kind of old Christmas songs. And I, I'm more inclined to, you know, sort of go towards them, to be honest. Now. I just love them. Uh, you know, yeah. But how about you? What's your favorite ones? Oh, girl, I don't think there's too many Christmas <laughs> songs I don't love, to be honest. But I mean, you know, when I was younger, I would have said like, all, and even now, all the old Songs like Nat King Cole, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, and you go, oh, and, and anything, you know, Fred Astaire, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, um, Bing Crosby, any of those, Sammy yeah. Davis Jr., like any of those old, old-timey, old-fashioned, yeah. don't they just make you believe in love and, and just such a sense of, like, calm and peace and warmth. But as I've gotten older and my sense of humor has gone quite twisted um <laughs> well my favorite christmas song used to be or was did you remember and it's played in um in home alone when he's got the party scene going that he's operating and he's trying to make it look like it's a house full of people mm. there's the one i always thought it was dolly parton singing it but it's not i think is brenda lee i want to say is that one uh, rocking around the christmas tree yeah yeah, that's great. Love that song. I love it because it's got such a little twangy kind of rockabilly kind of flavor to it that I think is deadly. But I think in my old age and in my desire to just be difficult, well, no, I've always loved these songs. I've always genuinely loved them. But now I love them out of principle and to piss people off. Number two with me, Baby It's Cold Outside, which <laughs> I've I love that song, and yeah, growing up with it at Christmas time. But I loved. There was a movie that nobody has ever fucking heard of, called For the Boys, and it came out in 1991. And it's Bette Midler and James Caan, so two huge stars, right? Mm. And they 
they follow their careers and they're like kind of love, hate, romance, professional work, you know, their relationship over like four or five decades. And uh, they started off in the 1940s. She got a chance. She was a singer. She gets a chance to be a USO girl to fill in short notice for somebody on a tour in Europe. And James Caan is the big star already on the USO uh, uh, circuit. And Bette Midler comes on and she ends up wearing like a really tiny little, you know, Air Force outfit. And I'm, it was a fantastic film. It was also fantastic because this was back in 1991. And Bette Midler was probably 40, close to 40 or, or 41. So it was like, it was monumental to see a woman her age on screen in what would have usually gone to someone 20 years younger or, you know. So my dad and I used to go and see it. We saw it in the theaters. I had it on VHS, I had the CD, and the soundtrack was amazing. And her and James Caan do a rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside. And I, you know, when the kerfluffle started a few years back, a bunch of the feminazis came for that song. And, and if I say feminazi and anyone bristles at that, fuck you, because it applies to you. You're precisely who I'm talking about. You take everything and ruin it. Like, I'm not into labels, but I think still that I have like a very feminist worldview, like as in women can do whatever they want. But yeah. they came for this song a few years ago saying that it was all about rape. And that, and I'm going, Jesus Christ. Do you remember, did you ever hear that, Jody, about this baby, it's cold outside? People saying yeah. it was, yeah. oh yeah, it was a couple of years ago, people, it was all making the rounds on social media and even on the radio, they were talking about it. And then they were like, well, maybe we shouldn't play it. They wanted to ban it because a lot of the lyrics, you know, you know, she says stuff like, uh, what's in this drink? And everybody's like, oh my God, this song from 1952 is telling, is saying that he roofied her. No, it's oh, fucking oh. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. PC brigade striking again. Oh, it, it's and just it's actually, not like, huh? Sorry. It's actually insane just how much that's going on now. I mean, it's like, you can't say anything now and everyone's offended. I mean, it's like, you know, n does nobody have a sense of humor now? <laughs> I mean, it's well, nobody has a sense of humor or they can't understand nuance. Everything is so black and white without realizing just how gray life is. And everyone yeah. ignores the nuance. Like, well, I explained it to somebody years ago and she got really annoyed with me. And I said, hang on. I said, this song was written by a husband and wife composing team. They, yeah. they did it at a Christmas dinner for their friends. They came up with it on the piano and then it became a big hit. Do you really think that a woman would be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's write a rock. Let's write a song about raping her. Yeah, that'll be gas. Yeah, for Christmas. <laughs> fucking a. Like then it defies logic. And if it doesn't make sense, it's it's generally not true. They were, yeah. you know, they. What, I explained it to somebody. I said, look, do you not understand when she's giving these excuses of why she has to leave, but she keeps. They both keep saying, oh, but it's so cold outside. She's trying to come up with a cover story. Because in the 1950s, women didn't have, single women did not have the autonomy. I mean, back in the fucking 50s, we couldn't even own property or a bank account uh, without a husband. Or even most of us couldn't even fucking hold a job or go to university or whatever. Like, yeah. we certainly couldn't be out having a good time. So she was actually trying to get down with her fella and concoct a, a cover story, basically, and people are taking it and perverting it into something that it's not and making it about he put a, a roofie in her drink and he's trying to rape her. 
and it's all rapey. And it's like, no, no. If you actually listen to the lyrics and how they're delivered, she's, you know, when she said, what's in this drink, she's pretending like, oh, the drink is so strong. Like I have to stay. The neighbors might think, you know, what's in this drink? Like for fuck's sake. Anyway, so never mind the fact that I love that song anyway. When that kerfluffle started a few years ago, I was like, fuck yes. Now it's my favorite. I even went and, Jody, I'm <laughs> such an asshole. I even went and I got a pillow that says, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I will sing that shit at the top of my lungs in Tesco if I know it will piss some women off. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a terrible person, but I regret nothing. Um, third favorite song, again, along these lines, I'm such an asshole. Uh Santa baby, <laughs> Eartha Kitt, all sexy in the 60s, Santa baby. Like, you know, it's about fucking, you know, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, she's doing Santa because Santa is obviously her husband playing Santa for the kids. Like, I mean, you know, they tried to make that one uh, also perverted. And yeah, it's crazy, yeah. It's, it's, you know, you just kind of go, what is the world coming to? I mean, I believe you know, in some songs, words have been taken out and, you mm. know, built, and you just kind of go, you know, I just think, I oh, the world is going cray cray. You know, it's well, it's, we have to edit ourselves all the time for perceived yeah. slights. You know, yeah. like if I want to insult someone, they'll know it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's not going to be like open to interpretation. I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I think, I think social media has made it. Uh, to where everyone thinks that, yeah, of course you're entitled to an opinion, but everyone thinks that their opinion carries the same weight or even that their opinion should carry the most weight. And then they apply it to everyone else in society and go, hang on, you're not meeting my needs. You're not bowing to my demands. I'm offended. I'm triggered. I'm this. And it's like, actually, nobody gives a shit. Life doesn't care. You'll still be hit by that bus, even if you're going to be offended by it. That shark will still eat you if you go and swimming. And, you know, like it, life is unfair and cruel and hard. And I just think people are fighting over stupid shit that's not going to matter when you're dead. It's not going to matter if you uh, took a stand against the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Nobody's going to come to your funeral and say what a fantastic person you were because you didn't like this song. You know what I mean? Like, I just... I, Oh, they can all go and shy, Jody. Honestly, that's I'm very. I understand now why the Grinch didn't want to be around people. <laughs> well, you know, look, I, I mean, I've always kind of had a, a sort of, um, I suppose, a feeling around, you know, let's say, <clears throat> people who want to like fight the fight on stuff. And I think there's, you know, I think there's genuine causes for standing your ground on stuff and fighting the fight and things like that. But I really honestly feel um, that there are so many people out there that I call right fighters that I really question, mm. you know, do they really believe what they're fighting about? Are they, or are they just angry people that are innately angry um, sort of dysfunctional people that just want to find a reason to argue with somebody? It's like, I'm all up for a healthy debate on things. I'm, you know, some one of those really annoying people that just sit in the gray area all the time, most of the time with most things actually, because I, I suppose I feel strongly that how do I, how can I sit and say 
I'm 100% right about something. I, I rarely can. It's just, that would just be my personal maybe feelings or beliefs on something. But I'm quite movable and I'm very um, respectful of everybody's feelings on things. And I always think that those feelings are very sort of valid to that person. But, you know, those kind of people that want to sit and, you know, fight with people on stuff and smash people down on their opinions, I really, really question do they really believe what they're fighting about? Or are they just looking for a reason to be angry? You know, I, I, I really wonder about that. I think you're, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's a lot, like you said, really good things to fight for. And I'm not against yeah. equality or fair treatment or any of these things. But when you go to a different place with it, I think it's mm. just, I think it's a symptom of society now. It's a societal ill. There are a lot of very angry people out there very bitter very resentful life hasn't turned out the way that they wanted or expected either romantically financially career-wise children home uh, relationship whatever and i'm like yeah. I, the way i look at it and i suppose you and i would be kind of very resilient but i kind of look at it like get the fuck over it life is unfair the universe yeah. doesn't owe you shit and it doesn't owe you a happy ending so for yeah. you to sit there and like come at other people because of a song or a hairstyle or yeah. you want to shout cultural appropriation or bigotry or racism, like those things do exist, racism and bigotry, not cultural appropriation. Uh, but, you know, bigotry, racism, abuse, all of that shit that does exist. Sexism, misogyny, misogyny, all of that. Misandry as well. There are plenty of women out there that hate men. Like, I get that happens and attention needs to be drawn to it. And when it's gotten to a point of abuse, yeah, absolutely. Call it out, put it in its place. But everything else, if it's not abuse, like you need to take a step back because somebody's life, how they live it, if it doesn't affect you, their opinion doesn't affect you. And the funny yeah. thing is a lot of times you'll see people on social media and in the comment section saying, well, what do you care if so-and-so does this, that, or the other? They're, they're, how they live their life doesn't affect you at all. And I would say the same. I'd go, exactly right. So this person who has an opinion that you yeah. don't agree with, how does that affect you? It doesn't affect you at all. Unless somebody's like going out of their way to harm you, yeah. either physically or psychologically or mentally or bullying you, then just ignore them. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think, I think yeah. in a way the world's gone very soft. They expect it like a lot mm -hmm. of younger generations maybe expect the world to cater to them and i well, i will not I, I will be singing baby it's cold outside till i'm dead till i'm a little old lady i'll be singing that like <laughs> i don't care you know but a lot of people I, have backtracked on that song and said i've agreed that no it's actually not rapey and the people who have a problem with it are idiots so yeah well I, yeah i mean i think well you know, look, I think, uh, yeah, certainly, you know, a lot of uh, the younger generation, I think that there's an awful lot of, you know, sense of entitlement um, to things. And I think a lot of that can come from, you know, <clears throat> there being more money and more things sort of readily available. And, you know, and I think with, um, in particular, how, how, you know, easily voices are heard now, how people can hide behind screens now and shout their opinions or, you know, and, and they've got the safety of being behind a screen a lot of the time um, where they're not faced with people. And I think that that, that has kind of uh, sort of, you know, kind of thrown it out there. And, 
you know, I suppose I'm just not a hater. Well, I have to say, no, sorry, I backtrack. There is one thing I really do hate, and it's Brussels sprouts. And I, I knew just... you were going to go there, you evil bitch. <laughs> I, I was going to say, God, I swear to God, sometimes, Jody, sometimes I think we're too, too Redmond for our own good because you literally <laughs> stole the segue out of my fucking mind. Oh. I was going to say, like, about another polarizing topic that people will go to blows on over Christmas, and it well, is Brussels sprouts. Well, I'm <laughs> telling you, I don't care about this. Cook them in butter and bacon, and they taste amazing. They still look great <laughs> to me. I mean, I, like, I haven't eaten a Brussels sprout since I was a child where my mother used to make us eat them, and I would be literally heaving. <laughs> and I... I'm so sorry, all you Brussels sprout people lovers, but I <laughs> hate them. <laughs> I'm team Brussels sprout, baby. Team Bru <laughs> And you know what's funny, though, is when I was a child, I thought they were the most disgusting food on the planet. And I was like, you wouldn't get me to eat them. No way. And then what yeah. happened when I was pregnant with my son when I was 24 mm. is I walked here and my pregnancy craving was Brussels sprouts. I would, yes, I worked at an environmental company at the time, an environmental monitoring, monitoring company. I hated that job. It was so dry and boring. And I would get off of work and I'd go to the grocery store going, okay. And I was just, I was big and huge and pregnant with my little trolley and I'd go circles. I'd go in circles around the grocery store going, nothing looks good. I'm supposed to eat because I'm pregnant, but this all looks disgusting. I had a lot of food aversions on both my pregnancies and, um, like bananas when I was pregnant on my son, Ugh, I couldn't even look at them or I'd bomb. It was disgusting. But I had a really weird ass craving for Brussels sprouts. How did I know that I was craving Brussels sprouts when I hadn't eaten them in probably 15 years and hated them? But I would buy bags of Brussels sprouts. I would boil them in salted water and then I would, you know, dry them off. I'd sl slap melted butter and salt on those bad boys. And I would eat a bag of Brussels sprouts for my dinner. <laughs> I couldn't get enough Brussels sprouts. And I, to this day, don't know what that's about. Because if you think of like vitamin deficiencies or things that you need, why didn't I eat cabbage? Why didn't I eat broccoli, kale? Like they're all kind of from the same family, especially cabbage. No, well, I yeah. wanted the little bitty, the little bitty cabbages. Well, I, and I love, see this thing, I love kale and I love cabbage and, I love all the cabbages, all the sweetheart ones. Do you not love if you love cabbage? It's just Brussels sprouts are just mini cabbages. Well, are they really? They I are. Think, They're compact. I think they are the devil, the poo <laughs> version of cabbages. Have you had them? Hang on. Have you it's had like, them roasted with bacon? No. Oven roasted with bacon. Have you tried one? No, I haven't. But I do think that they look like a cab. A big cabbage has done lots of little poos. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you tried mine, oven <laughs> roasted with bacon, and they come out and they're crispy, oh, girl, they're almost candy. They're so good. They're well, almost sweet. Well, there's your challenge then. I challenge you to make them for me, and we'll see if you can change my mind. I'm going to be up to my ass in Brussels sprouts, Jody. I'm making them for three days for two oh, different yeah. families. <laughs> <laughs> That's I I have more Brussels sprouts in my freezer right now. Oh, really? <laughs> well, because I remember, 
I remember that your lovely, uh, darling ex-husband is also team Brussels sprout. So I was of course thinking of him for Stephen's day. I wouldn't leave him out. And, uh, and, and yeah, and my fellas, uh, uh, crew or I think are half team Brussels sprout and the other half are like, no, no, no. Oh, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm on a mission to convert people. I'm like a, I'm like a preacher. <laughs> I'm like, it's so strange because other things when I was a kid, I didn't like. Like I remember, you know, often I would come home from school and I'd open the back door and I'd go, oh, God, what is she cooking now? And there'd be something bobbling away in the pot. And usually it was like, uh, like butter beans. So for years and years and years, I bloody hated butter beans. Or my mom would I have wouldn't like, be mad on those now, to be fair. Well, no, I love them now. And the thing is, like, I, and how I ended up loving them again was uh, it was probably about, oh, it must be about, well, gosh, actually, it's probably nearly 20 years ago. And I was working in a nursing home. I was nursing in a nursing home. And uh, I, we used to get free dinner in this nursing home. And they happened to have butter beans on the plate with the rest of the food. It was like a roast or something. So I just decided I was so mm-hmm. hungry. I just end up eating them. And now I love, you know, butter beans or cannellini beans. Is it? I don't know how they pronounce it. I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, my kids love them now. I always throw them into a stew. And my daughter will specifically say, have you put the beans in? Or how funny. Yeah. Or they love the mixed beans in a stew. I mean, I love all mm. that. So but Brussels sprouts is the only thing that has never accidentally landed on my place. But I've just gone, okay, I'll, I'll be a grown up now and try it. <laughs> so I don't think How one funny. I don't think one has popped into my mouth since I was like, I don't know, maybe 10. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this. There's even a recipe that calls for roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon and topped with like crumbled bits of walnut. Oh. Like, you know what? No, I'm not even going to talk anymore. I'm just going to make some Brussels sprouts at Christmas and try to knock your socks off because I'm determined for some reason to feed the world this very <laughs> gassy food. I really, I, I'd like to give you all gas for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. That's oh, excuse that's me. That's... Um, okay, so that's your most hated Christmas food. See, it's a funny thing. My dad always used to complain about parsnips. So growing, he, he complained about growing up in Ireland, eating parsnips and how they were awful. They were disgusting. So that when I moved over, I love parsnips. I thought they were going to be terrible. They're fantastic. Well, I, I actually don't mind them. I don't, I don't really go out of my way to buy it. I, I find it a bit perfumey, but I don't mind them. But like that, my mom. No, they do have a very strong taste. Yes. Yeah. But my mom hated like, them as well, strangely enough. Oh, funny. Yeah, she funny. I, I, you said that I was like that's ironic my mom hated it was probably about the only kind of vegetable that she hated because my mom was pretty good at eating like she loved veg and stuff and so you know we're, we're pretty good at eating but it's the only one that she would never eat that's no. hilarious my dad loved veg he was very good appetite loved all food parsnips that you know what maybe it was like a certain time a certain generation Maybe yeah. they didn't. Maybe their mothers didn't know how to cook parsnips correctly, and now everyone's just roasting them in the oven in duck fat. Well, who wouldn't like that? You know, <laughs> I love, I love now. To be fair, a good roasted veg. Something about them roasted in the oven, yeah, kind of makes them sweeter. You go, oh god damn, that's good. Okay, oh. that's your food that you hate, right? Brussels sprouts, whatever. I'll I'll allow it. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas food? Oh, I have you know, to. This is a hard one. 
I think, well, I do love a prawn cocktail starter. Now I have to, I, I, that's really one of Oh, my how funny. We are so Redmonds. Jesus, we are all cut from the same damn cloth. <laughs> I do love Do that. you know I have <laughs> every year? Okay, we talk about traditions. I do include that every year because my father yeah. and I, yeah, every year we had the prawn cocktail ring. Every year I have it at Christmas. Yeah, yes. They, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like a tradition. We've always had it as well. And I like I know other families How often do, like they do like the the parma ham and the and the melon. I've never I've, I mean I've had it, but I I do love a prawn cocktail. And the other thing I love is after your dinner and later on and whatever is I just love all the cheeses and the crackers and oh I just oh, yeah. love, love that. Love it. I love the cheese. Um, What's what, your favorite? Because oh. my favorite is pork. Um, That's my favorite cheese. Oh, if my favorite cheese is like asking me to pick a favorite child, Jody. I don't. <laughs> I can't. I love it all. <laughs> well, actually, I, I love. My I love cheese. My daughter often asks me, "Who's your favorite? You know, who's your favorite?" And I'd always go, you're my favorite daughter. And she's like, yes, but I'm, I'm your only daughter. I'm like, yeah, but you're still my favorite. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how you get out of that one. <laughs> yeah. well, see, you have four kids. That's a very diplomatic answer. And that's what I tell my children. They're my favorite son and my favorite daughter. It's like, well, I only exactly. have the two at the, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. So, but can you imagine if you had 10, like my granny, like your great granny, like, how would you, uh, you're my favorite one born in this year. <laughs> no, no, we shouldn't play favorites. We shouldn't play favorites, but, uh, no, I don't have a favorite cheese. I love all of them. I, I, there's not too many that you could put in front of me that I wouldn't like. Um, let's see favorite Christmas food. I have to say, I do love Brussels sprouts, but no, the stuff that I actually, I try not to even buy it until like, the, you know, the day or two before Christmas and, I smack my own hand away. Uh, his um, mince pies. God, oh. God, save me from a mince pie. Yeah, I love a mince pie, and I like the ones that have a really thick, you know, pastry on them. Oh, the ones that have the icing sugar on them. Oh. No, done for, done for. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love okay. a mince pie. Damn it. And yeah. um, other than that, I mean, I'm really kind of down for whatever, you know, I've had lots of different Christmas dinners over the years. Uh, my mom and I, a couple times in Texas, we would go for, because obviously I would have my Christmas with my father and then I'd have my Christmas with my mother. And I did that even as an adult, we never, we never combined the two. <laughs> and um, there were a couple of times that my mother and uh, those two witches that shall not be named uh, we would all get together and different, maybe assorted family members or maybe friends or whoever was in town. We'd go to like one of the really nice uh, hotels in the Houston area. We'd go to like the Double Tree or we'd go to the Four Seasons or, you know, something like that. And we'd have dinner or have our Christmas dinner there because I could understand like sometimes the whole debate about whose house we were going to have it at and, and, you know, yeah. what side of town and who had to do the cleanup and who had to, and as my mother got older and well, my half siblings are just completely untenable as human beings. They're difficult to be around at the best of times. It was just always kind of like my mother and I would always kind of both end up suggesting, Hey, you guys want to go to the Hilton? 
<laughs> you want to go to the Holiday Inn? You want to go to the Four Seasons? You want to go to the Doubletree? And we'd go to wherever that they had like the Christmas dinner or the Christmas buffet. And we'd get all dressed up, fancy, fancy, and drink and, ha- and carry on and have a great time. Oh, that's a lie. Most of the time it's awful. But at least <laughs> the food was nice. <laughs> the company was shit. But like the only family traditions I had with those three was like, you know, by the end of the day, somebody wouldn't be speaking to me. You know, that kind of It's really strange, actually. I mean, for, for absolutely years, from like a really young age, I mean, I think I was probably only like, I think 21, from 21 on, I always did Christmas. It was always, always at my house. My mom and my sisters would come to mine. And, um, it was like that for absolutely years. And then mm. like with my first partner, um, after my family would leave, we would go to his mom and dad's uh, for the Christmas evening. And I used to absolutely love that. I mean, um, she, we used to always, like they, they were a big household for playing uh, cards. And yeah. uh, I think like most of us would play a, a card game called 25s. I mean, not that I'd remember how to play that now. You must look it up. But they, we just sit around playing cards, and she'd make Irish coffees, and oh, oh yeah, I just used to absolutely love Christmas. But yeah, for for you know years and years, um, I always did it. Yeah, it was always always my house. Uh, usually the excuse was your house is bigger. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. No, but then also you know my middle sister. I mean her, she always loved uh, my my home vibe for Christmas she always felt my house was very Christmassy and I would decorate my table yeah yeah and I think so I think maybe it was just kind of uh my my homely vibe or something I don't know I don't know I I, it's it's a strange one um but the last no I get it some people some people you just feel more comfortable in their home yeah yeah I think I I kind of got that a lot of time it was just there was like a comfort level um in my house and you know, and I think also just because I really do love, love Christmas. I really do. It's just, I don't know what it is. I just love everyone's, like everyone's, you know, mostly in, in a good mood. And I love all the Christmas music. It's just jolly. And and then all the lights. It's just, there's just a lovely warmth um, that just wraps around Christmas, I think. And all the food and the movies. And I don't know. I just, it's there's just something really yummy about Christmas. I just love it. Yeah, it's 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 all of it. It's it's the mm. it's the coziness factor. It's 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 all of it. It's I think I think like most of us are quite secular. Like I know that you're not particularly religious. I'm not particularly like none of us are. Well, you and I were not sitting here. You know, oh, it's about Jesus or this or that or the other. I will and have done. Go- I have gone to a few midnight masses, and I, I mean, I don't mind. But I think it's such a nice holiday that if people who are very very Christian. Uh, are into that cool I'm glad for you but I really like the thing about Christmas is that it's also quite secular and that you do even see now different cultures and religions uh, who actually kind of partake in Christmas not from a religious sense but they're just like yeah it's a nice holiday let's hang out and have a good time everybody and you know it's um I think even you know I've got a few atheist friends you know and they put up trees and they do gifts and they do the whole shebang. I just think it's a nice reminder, especially because because mm-hmm. it comes at the end of the year and in the middle of winter. Yeah, in the dark, you know, in the in the cold, it's something really to look forward to in those cold 
dark nights and the short days. And so it's, it's very warm, warmth giving in that way, but also it's a nice reminder that like the seasons of our lives, you know, Oh God, how do I say this without sounding totally morbid? (laughs) Death waits for us all. No, um, (laughs) it's just, it's a nice reminder to how quickly the year goes. And, you know, it's a time to forgive maybe old wounds and, and all, you know, extend an olive branch and, and, and love people and show kindness and forgiveness and, you know, maybe really go out of your way to make a fuss over someone special to cook good food and share it with friends and family. And just a a reminder of like this human life is so fragile and so short that Mm. let's, let's celebrate what we can and let's love each other when we can. And I think it's a good time because in May when the sun is shining and the trees, you know, are full and it's beautiful and warm out, you're, you're too busy. Like, you know, going to the beach and stuff. You can't be bothered with all this Christmas shit. So it's perfect. Even the time of year that it, it takes place in, I think is very, um, I don't know. I just think it breaks up the winter really, you know, yeah. in, in a really good way. And I think it's a lovely, lovely um, sentiment, I suppose. Well, I suppose we're all about connection, aren't we? And I suppose we're very connected at Christmas time. It's, as you said, it's families coming together and, you know, people coming together and, you know, and I, I just think it's it's a lot of around love and connection, I suppose, and Christmas time. I mean, because I know for some people, maybe it's it's not such a happy time. And um, I've never quite understood, you know, people's dislike for Christmas. It's kind of like, well, what can you dislike? I mean, who doesn't love to get a gift? Who doesn't love food? Who doesn't love a nice movie? I mean, it's sort of like, but, you know, I suppose unless something really bad you know has happened it's like yeah I just I love Christmas yeah and even you know last year yeah look I think most people probably yeah sorry go ahead yeah well no I was just gonna say last year yeah it was my first Christmas without my mom so that was obviously quite you know sort of difficult and I and I sort of still feel a bit of that as well but I mostly just think of like you know all the lovely Christmases that she did for us and all the traditions and and you know she herself loved Christmas and so I get more of like a, a warmth around that rather than uh, making it like a sadness and, and and not enjoying Christmas anymore. But this year in particular, um, for lots of reasons, um, I've just been sort of <clears throat> reignited with an excitement for Christmas again that I haven't really sort of felt in a, in a, in a long time. So it's, it's nice, actually. I'm and glad I- to hear that. Yeah, and this year for the first year in the, in the last few years, I'll have all my children with me as well, which is just is a you know a pure blessing, and that's to be grateful for as well. So I'm just feeling very uh, grateful, and yeah, and looking forward to maybe having no COVID uh, this time next year would be nice. Thank you, universe. I'm manifesting Christmas <laughs> miracle, right? Exactly. Well, no, you know, I I can understand why some people would struggle at this time of year. I don't really understand people who hate Christmas uh, again, unless something terrible happened, traumatic, and ruined it for you. Like overall, like the food and the all the elements of of kind mm. of fun. Like, how can you really hate Christmas? If more, if anything more, I think it's more like people who are sad at Christmas, who are mm. missing lots of loved ones, who are alone who feel mm. despondent that to me and the, because I I had that for the last few Christmases was very sad after the breakup of my marriage and things didn't go well in that department and I felt bad for my kids 
I felt bad for my father and having him be here, but not be with us. Yeah. was completely without was soul destroying. So while there's a part of me that worries that this first Christmas without my dad is going to be completely like cataclysmic, (laughs) like I know it won't be, but then again, I've kind of told myself, I've taken a step back and gone, you know what, whatever happens, happens. It's okay. If you're upset, it's okay. If you're down, if you feel sad or whatever, like, because in the week going leading up to his first birthday without him, I didn't expect it to hit. I didn't expect it to hit like that. I cried every day for the week before my cried on my dad's birthday, then cried for another solid week. And you sit there and you go, I'm cracking up. Or this is like the warning shots of like perimenopause. Something is wrong. (laughs) You know, you're like, Oh my God, what the hell? And no, it's, it's grief and it's completely acceptable to be grieving. And especially with it being his first birthday without him. And then three weeks later is my son's birthday. They always, you know, my son always loved that they shared December birthdays and then bam, Christmas. And you go, okay, so it's going to be hard, you know, because it's not just me feeling it, but my children are missing him tremendously, especially my boy who's older. And, you know, so this first Christmas, and of course I have a, a lovely fella who's so thoughtful and considerate. He tried very hard to keep me distracted around the time of my dad's birthday. And I've got lots of lovely things to look forward to this Christmas, lovely people. Um, So I'll be very busy. And that busy is good. Busy is better than just sitting there with time to think and dwell and get sad. So I'll be very busy and I'll be very, and I'm very happy. Like I'm very um, excited. I've like lots of things to look forward to. And uh, so I think that's a good I think that's a good place to find yourself in the first Christmas after you've lost someone is try if you can mm. to fill your time with really good, excellent people yeah, and make new happy memories and try to do that. But you know, if I, if I get upset and I miss him, well, I mean, isn't that would be normal. I mean, I think it would be worrisome if I didn't a little bit, you know, but uh, yeah, no, this is the first Christmas that I'm really excited about in several years now. I, I can't tell you the last Christmas um, that I've uh, that I've been looking forward to like this. I really. Uh, when was I pregnant on my daughter? I feel like it's been that long. Honestly, I would think your dad would want you to, you know, to enjoy your life and to live your life and to and to, you know, and of course, you know, sh- shedding a tear is fine and it's, and that's OK. And but it's, you know, to remember all the the good times and and he would want you to be happy and I think that I can certainly uh, say that on behalf of your dad that he would want you to have you know a good Christmas and I think this Christmas is oh, going to be really, yeah different for you and uh it's like yeah it's like a, a new beginnings absolutely yeah no I I absolutely know that he would want me to be uh you know having the crack having the laughs partying and probably if he was here, he would be nudging me to drink too much. Go on, come on, let's have another, <laughs> you know, in our shrimp cocktail. And, and we'd have a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he'll probably take great well, joy. Uh, you uh, blasting everyone with your Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I can't. Yeah, I think he liked them. He he hated parsnips. That's all I can I can say is that he hated parsnips. But yeah, the Brussels sprouts. We'll I'll win you over with those yet, Jody. You watch. 
<laughs> you watch. I'm, I'm a woman on a mission. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, look, hopefully we'll be able to get another podcast episode in before the big uh, day. If we're not too busy, we'll try to record one. And let's see. We hit our favorite foods, our favorite songs, our favorite films. We'll try to get in another podcast where we talk about more of our favorites, maybe favorite memories or favorite toys that we got growing up or favorite whatever that we can remember around Christmas. Okay, well, we'll definitely try to do that. Um, I'm going to close out by telling you, well, let me just ask you, are you done shopping? Uh, No. (laughs) Unfortunately not. Not quite. I've got most stuff. I've just got a couple little things to get. And then I'm done. How about you? That's kind of where I'm at. I think I'm like 98.5% done. I think I've got everything. I might need a few little stocking stuffers, maybe a couple more things. The thoughts of going to the shops make me want to vomit. I can't do it. (laughs) It's already the 16th of December. I can't do it. I can't. People are crazy. I'm going to try to hit the shops tomorrow at like 9 a.m. and see what I, see what kind of damage I can do. But, oh, I will tell you something I ordered online. Mm-hmm. I got a little Mrs. Santa Claus dress. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Priorities, I see. Priorities, dear cousin. Absolutely, <laughs> darling. Absolutely. And it is not the kind that you would wear around your family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but for anyone who's worried, the fur is fake. So it's grand. It's grand. <laughs> no elves were harmed in the making of this dress. All right, my darling, from County Louth, I will tell you, go to sleep. We have lots of Christmas shopping to do tomorrow. We do indeed. Bye, Cozy Wuzzy. Bye, darling. Happy Christmas. Bye. Bye.